This is a production of the Gold Arrow Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Gold Arrow Camp Podcast, a podcast for friends of Gold Arrow Camp. Throughout the year, we join you to bring your day some of what makes Gold Arrow special. Our goal is to help you have fun, make friends, and grow throughout the year, not just when you're a GAC. Since we can't get together in real life, we gather here around the virtual campfire. We have some of your favorite parts of morning assembly, like joke of the day. We also have interviews with experienced campers and some of your favorite counselors. We think it's a lot of fun, and we're glad you joined us here on the podcast. Today, it's episode 58, where we're joined by a trio of guests. It's Camp Mom Evergreen and her two sisters, Susie and Loretta. Today, we're shifting gears just a little bit and talking to a camp parent. This is Evergreen. Now, Evergreen's not a typical camp parent because Evergreen worked at camp before she had her kids and now she's back and she works for us again as a camp mom in the summer so she doesn't have that total experience that a lot of parents have of sending their kids away to camp she's there while they're there but she still has some really good insights as a mom both about her kids and about the counselors i really enjoyed getting to talk to somebody who's a member of our staff and has that point of view but who is also a member of the parent community around camp and has that point of view. I think her insights were really great. Evergreen is also a person who loves being on stage at camp. This was really fun for me, a person who loves being on stage at camp, to have a laugh about camp and big campfire and morning assembly over those things. Anyway, enough of me. Here it is, Evergreen. Oh, welcome to the podcast. It's Evergreen. What's up, Evergreen? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm so tremendous. I'm just wonderful. And I'm better now that we get to chat. I know. Me too. Right? It just makes everything better. (laughs) So for people who don't know you, which I don't know how that could be possible, but some people don't know you at camp or who listen to the podcast, maybe kind of get us into the conversation, kind of who you are, what you do kind of full time and what you do for camp. I currently am a fifth grade teacher. I've been teaching 20 years in Colorado. Uh, Fifth grade is the bomb.com. Love them so much. (laughs) And very much connects with um, what I get to do still as a camp mom at Gold Arrow. Um, Get the accents on like for the talent show and uh, just get to be a goof. So your entire job is basically we're like we need an accent person can you come for two weeks and do accents is that you're telling me that's all you do that's exactly right <laughs> that was what my interview was and then they hired me after that <laughs> <laughs> okay so you brought it up so we're going to dive right into morning assembly stuff so one of the things you do at morning assembly is as a camp mom you have to like present like clean cabin awards and that kind of stuff and your process is maybe a little more creative than what some other people do yes you might inhabit some different characters. Um, Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite morning assembly person that you get to be? Yes, honey. I do believe I do like my Midwestern Susie. She likes to come out, you know, even when I get stressed out, sometimes in my family, I get, (laughs) you know, get into this mode and everything's okay. (laughs) But I do do enjoy the um, New York. You know, a little bit of Loretta, who has kind of the scratchy throat. Um, we have a lot going on. 
<laughs> so I, I go in and out of character frequently just in my normal life. So being able to get on stage and present who wins cabin awards and um, who lost and found things makes me really excited. Well, and we have like a whole wig closet and a whole costume closet oh. that you can and do liberally use. Oh, I have been over the moon excited about that backstage recently. Finding, yes. I know, Loretta has really gone to a new place, I think, with the addition of the big wig and the glasses. I think it really, people don't know it's you. Oh, I thank you so much. <laughs> well, I do those little sweet campers, you know, they, they come up to me and said, is that really your sister? And I say, you know, of course it is. I mean, listen, you guys, you're, it's three sisters and it's really nationwide. You're in California and Colorado. <laughs> Susie's in the upper Midwest somewhere, maybe Wisconsin, maybe Minnesota. Loretta is clearly in Brooklyn. I mean, really, right. you're far flung. So I think according to my records, last summer was, I think, your 12th summer. And you can correct me if that's wrong. I believe you're correct, yes. Okay. I'm interested in in how you found GAC originally and then also why you keep coming back. Hmm. That is a wonderful question. Yeah, so I was coaching high school swimming, and um, there was a camper who went to Gold Arrow Camp. They they had been a family that was going for a really long time, and the mom just kind of said, you would be an amazing counselor. Why don't you check this out? I, and I was thinking, well, I'm from Colorado with lots of camps, but that would be really good to California. So it was completely somewhat on a whim and a recommendation. And um, there was a little bit of a joke because I was higher and um, like was really just always um, wanting things ahead of the game. Sure. <laughs> and so, um, yes, I came that first summer and it was it was the summer after my first year of college. And um, my college experience was really busy and I was swimming. And so Gold Arrow became aim that place where I just really found um, my place and found a lot of amazing friends um, in in that zone of being in college and it just kept bringing me back and bringing me back and I ended up being an assistant director and um, just really it becoming an attachment to my life and becoming my second family and and then you took a short break, right, when you first had kids. I did. Yes, yes. And Raising then those little sweet cherubs takes a lot of time. <laughs> it, it does. It's in, it turns out taking care of 200 campers and your own 18-month-old is is not easy. Um, it's a little tricky. <laughs> it is a little tricky. And then now you've come back. So you were an assistant director and now you've come back in kind of that camp mom role. And I think one of the things that's really interesting to me about talking to you is we get to talk about that transition from being a counselor to now being a camp parent, which is something I'm starting to get to enjoy because my oldest uh -huh. daughter is just a baby bear last year. Uh -huh. What's it like for you to get to see your kids experience camp? Yes, it has become... Um, one of the most incredible things as a mom to be able to have them experience that, to develop their own independence. It's such a blessing. I get to be there on site, but allow them to have their own experience. And Colette, um, my daughter, went when she was 
she was um, six or seven. Yeah. And so she was one of the youngest, youngest campers in camp. And so to watch her develop just executive functioning skills, but beyond <laughs> that, <laughs> right. just develop these, these friendships and get on stage and um, just watch her in that capacity um, has been incredible. And, and then my son getting to go and he's a highly competitive, um, getting him to excel in things he had never done before and that he um, got to experience things he really did have to have grit with. And just as a mom, um, just kind of that love and logic approach to um, teaching them to be their own people. Sure. Um, but negating that as a parent at home, especially with screens, is not always the easiest process. So being able to take them back to camp year after year has been just something I brag about to everybody <laughs> who will have a listening ear um, and just really thankful. I really think it's helped in their development. And and I think it's it's an interesting thing for us as parents when our kids are there because we get to see them experiencing camp, but their their experience is obviously colored by the fact that we're there right uh -huh. I, I wonder so you now operate in this role for us your camp mom which means you come for just one or two sessions um and there's kind of a rotating cast of characters in that role including some dads who we call camp moms it's fine uh -huh. um <laughs> i guess i'm wondering for parents who might listen to the podcast what do you see your role as as a camp mom? I mean, there's there's like the physical things you have to do. So you're doing lost and found and you're taking care of kind of um, checking hands and making sure sleeping bags where kids have accidents at night are getting cleaned up. But uh -huh. do you see your role as something larger than that as kind of a mom figure for campers? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, my favorite opportunity in the last couple of years has been checking in with some mm -hmm. campers at the very beginning of camp, especially some of those first time campers. And, and some of these conversations that develop, you know, um, just being able to be a mom and being able to be a teacher and being in contact with so many different kinds of kids. It's just really, really incredible to see that first night at camp and our conversations and then just to keep an eye on them mm -hmm. throughout, throughout the next couple of weeks and watch. I mean, some of these kiddos are don't think they can even make it overnight. They want to go home. And yeah. so then a week later, the fact that they never want to leave camp and, you know, the um, the high fives and the handshakes going into dinner meals is more really than just that. It's really an exciting time for me to touch base with a lot of kiddos that I've gotten to know um, to, you know, just do a check-in. How are, how are things going and a celebration? And um, so, so it's wild to develop these relationships and it's exciting. I think this is, I want to say seventh year back as a camp mom. Seems right and to me. so Okay, thank you. Um, so watching some of these kiddos who were like seven years old when I first started becoming a camp mom, I mean, really, they're entering into being in the teenage zone. And yeah. um, so so that whole piece of coming year after year in the same sessions and just um, like you said, it's more than just those um, duties that I have <laughs> as a camp mom. 
it really does feel like I'm a, a part of something bigger. Yeah, I think, and I mean, I think that's true for most of the employees at camp, if not all of them. Like we have a set of duties, but obviously the job is something larger than that because camp is larger than kind of the surface level stuff. But I do think just watching, it's one of the reasons counselors are so powerful is because they're close enough in age that they seem attainable to campers, right? Uh, uh-huh. Like you and I, and I, I'm going to break this to you, we're old. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. And, and their parents are old. And so we're, you know, not cool. And I know that's a shock um, for both <laughs> you and I. Um, it's hard mm. to not be incredibly cool anymore. Um, I mean, you cooler than I. I, you know, I'm not sure that that's always true. Um, I think if you asked uh, my children, they would tell you you're cooler than I am. So, but for all of that near peerness that counselors have, where that's why they're so influential and so important to campers, sometimes you just need mom or dad for 10 minutes. And I think having a set of adults who kind of fulfill that role at camp is really important. To help, like you said, like kids who those first couple of days, homesickness is real and it's a set of emotions they've probably never experienced before. And to have someone who feels like the adults in their lives at home for them to connect to, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you touched on something, too, that I just thought of as far as counselors. I mean, just like I was a counselor, um, you know, my first year of college and sometimes I needed some help. And I still remember Cisco. She's, she was my head counselor yeah. from way back when. So shout out to Cisco and just to be, and even Sunshine, she was in, you know, her third year at, at running this camp. And um, so just having the figures in my life when I was a counselor, yeah. and then it's been fun over the years to develop relationships with some counselors that keep coming back over and over kind of fulfilling more that mother or mentor role versus just a friendship. Yeah, I think um, Bean and Cheerio and I and Delta all wow. have education degrees and spent time in the classroom. And when we when we decided to leave to come work for camp full time, one of the things we talked about was we're well, not really getting out of teaching. You're just teaching in a different way and a different audience. And uh-huh. I teach campers a little but I think counselors do most of that work. I look at my classroom now as the counselors. Those are the people who, like, it's my job to make sure they're doing the best job they can do. Uh-huh. So I think that's a good way to look at it. Uh-huh. You touched on it a little bit. I, I'm just interested. Like, you obviously are fairly addicted to camp. Uh-huh. <laughs> you obviously believe in what we're doing can you put it into words? Cause I sometimes have a hard time putting in words why uh, camp is so special. Yeah. Um, you know, just before I hopped on with you, I was doing my annual Christmas calendar oh, yeah. for my whole family. Um, and it is uh, just in a snapshot going through my whole year, the pictures from camps are from camp is the one that I lingered on over and over and, I mean, even I caught a few of you up there on stage and just what? having a good, gig- <laughs> a good giggle and reminiscing. And um, that's such a big question you're asking. But <laughs> I think also the answer is because of the community and because of the simplicity mm-hmm. of it all. I mean, we have a structured day-by-day routine so kids and adults alike know what to expect. 
Um, there are relationships that you're um, lovingly forced into just because we're all living in, in the same space. So we're really this community that depends on one another for better or for worse. And so those relationships um, develop in such deeper ways than I think they can in the real world. Yeah, yeah, and I think the older and older I get, um, just the more I realize how much a gift that is not only for me, but but for my family. So it's been exciting to bring my family into all of it. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head in a way that we don't often talk about, which is it's really, really simple. Like when uh. you take away, and for me, it's as simple as like, I don't have to worry about what's for dinner. And I don't have to worry Uh about what we're doing this afternoon because there is, there's this set schedule and I've taken away all the electronic distractions from my life and I've taken away. And and so all you have to focus on is the people that you're around and suddenly Uh you can build relationships in like three days because Uh there's, I'm not, I don't focus on me nearly as much in camp as I do everywhere else. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel I feel like we've had a breakthrough here, Evergreen. It's <laughs> like amazing. This is, this is a good moment. And, you know, well, it's one of those things yeah. I'm trying to build outside of camp. Like we have – we use a project management software, and I know that you're in it as well so that we can talk about morning assembly kind of all year round. Mm-hmm. And it sends me an email when somebody comments, and those are always the one I open first, even if it's not on the top, because I want to see <laughs> what somebody is saying in that morning assembly discussion, even though – we're talking about a 20 minute basically glorified announcement period that's not going to oh, happen for 9 months. <laughs> well, and I think that is what camp is all about too. Yeah. I mean, you guys have such a hard job who really know the ins and outs of camps and I got a little bit of a sneak peek into that, but but when it comes down to it, really realizing um, the importance of the sound of music, you know, yeah. assembly production every year and, and the fun that that really becomes a priority and, and talking about little things in morning morning assembly for nine months and <laughs> like 50 people are coming right. They are so hilarious. I do have to say I might have popped on when I'm supposed to be teaching at school a time or two because they're so funny. Listen, so. <laughs> if, if we can if we can bring a little bit of that camp magic into your classroom, it's the least we can do. I feel like that's not a problem. <laughs> that's amazing. What's your all time? You've seen probably 10,000 morning assemblies. Oh, man. Be- because yes. like when you worked at camp, you were obviously at morning assembly. And as a camp mom, you're morning assembly every morning. What's your like all time favorite morning assembly memory? Oh man, <laughs> that is um, well a personal memory, and I forget if this was big campfire or morning assembly. I believe it was morning assembly. Um, I brought some Colorado girls out, and we were singing a bunch of John Denver songs, and mm. so um, you know, of course, we got dressed up in our vests, and and um, <laughs> of course. That- that was, that As was one a does. very special memory. <laughs> um, the one I have probably talked about the most is um, I was doing a Mary Catherine Gallagher skit. Uh-huh. And I, um, you know, I did, I smelled my fingertips after putting them under my armpits. And I did the whole jump back scene. Well, when I jumped back, um, 
I, I, I tweaked my knee mm -hmm. to the point where I couldn't stand up and the crowd went wild and they were cheering and uh, Junior came and carried me off stage and everybody thought that was part of it. Yeah. It was amazing. I ended up tearing my meniscus. Okay. <laughs> and, um, but like it was, you know, the, the crowd went wild and I really, I felt like I was pretty famous at that, at that minute. So it, it so really is incredible uh, how famous you can feel in front of like 214 year olds. <laughs> that was pretty crazy, but I have to say in recent years, so you uh, really tickled my fancy. I can't even name your specific characters, but I can, you know, with the, with the mustache and the mullet remind me of the character's name. Oh, Joe America. Yes. Yes. Um, in stitches, in stitches. Listen, we, we have given up trying to be clever with the names and we're just, they're very straightforward. <laughs> That's perfect. And <laughs> so I think like you kind of work early in the summer. So you missed kind of the full height of Rico California mania this summer. I did. Oh, yes. I caught some snapshots on, on you know, with photos. But yeah, I mean, Rico really, uh, <laughs> he he blew up on the scene. He's he started a surf camp. Uh, he was trying to get to Huntington Beach. He broke down in Huntington Lake. Uh, he really oh, he brought God. the noise this year. That's so good. Man, we'll have to stay the whole summer next year. Listen, I, I suspect Rico might come back for summer 2020. I'm, I'm not positive. It might be return of Rico. Who knows? Oh, uh, gosh. I'll request him. Yeah. I'll, for sure. I'll, listen, I, I sent him a note because he got the van running at the end of the summer. Um, he'd raised enough money for <laughs> t-shirt sales to get the van running. So I'm hopeful that he's <laughs> Laguna or La Jolla or you know down there somewhere. So. <laughs> I'm um, putting the feelers Absolutely. out in Southern California for our guy, Rico. Hey, Evergreen. <laughs> it's time for the speed round. Yeah. Five questions we ask absolutely everybody who comes on the podcast. Evergreen, what's your favorite okay. camp song? Oh, I think the unicorn. Oh, I don't think anybody's mm -hmm. ever said that before. Oh, really? No. Yeah, bringing back old school. You are. You really do bring old school back. Favorite <laughs> item on the salad bar? Oh, gosh. That's the tricky one i have to say the beets yes team beets forever yeah favorite lip balm flavor mm. what is it uh the monkey melon no monkey's mountain mint has mon there it is okay love that one because there's also valhalla okay. melon so you could have gone either direction oh there. no Maybe i believe it's the mint one use them together use kind of a mint and melon situation oh that would be amazing around the campfire at night evergreen mallows or popcorn Oh, I'll do the popcorn, please. Okay, I like your style. And finally, what's your real name? My real oh, name is... Look at that. I'm looking at the time. We're all out of time. Evergreen, I'm so sorry. We'll have to have you back on the podcast to reminisce about morning <laughs> assemblies past some other time. Evergreen, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Zoe. Why is it called joke of the day if it's not funny? I thought I'd tell you guys about my dad today. When I was growing up, he worked at um, a job. He was a printer. He printed things, primarily printed calendars down at the calendar factory. And then one day he got fired. And my mom said, what did you do to get fired? And he said, well, I kept taking time off. Today, we're going to end with the Gaxpiration and this with closing thoughts. The Gaxpiration is probably my favorite one. It's from a guy named Victor Frankel who says, our greatest freedom 
is the freedom to choose our attitude. Wow, powerful stuff. I'm glad that you chose to spend some of your valuable time listening to the Gold Arrow Camp podcast. I really appreciate you for doing that. If you like the podcast, share it with somebody. They don't have to know Gold Arrow. Maybe they're going to find out about Gold Arrow. If you could, leave us a review. Uh, Rate us wherever you get podcasts so people can find the show. We want to share the magic of Gold Arrow with everybody we can. Also, special thanks to Evergreen for coming on the show and sharing so many laughs about being on stage with me. I really had a good time. As always, I'm Soy and I'll save a marshmallow for you.